All right, Ben, are you ready? I am ready. My great-great-grandfather, serving in the army, wondered when he'd get to go home to his wife and the son he'd never seen. He got his wish when the U.S. ended World War II by dropping atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The world awaited Armageddon. Instead, something miraculous happened. We began to use atomic energy not as a weapon, but as a nearly limitless source of power. People enjoyed luxuries once thought the realm of science fiction. Domestic robots, fusion-powered cars, portable computers. But then, in the 21st century, people awoke from the American dream. Years of consumption led to shortages of every major resource. The entire world unraveled. Peace became a distant memory. It is now the year 2077. We stand on the brink of total war. And I am afraid. For myself. For my wife. For my infant son. Because if my time in the army taught me one thing. It's that war. War never changes. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. If you couldn't guess from the lack of, um... Mike? Well, no, from the lack of, of normal, um, intro music, and instead an introduction uh, from someone doing his best Ron Perlman impression... Uh, we're going to be talking about Fallout. Fallout 4 specifically, because war never changes, and apparently neither do we. Also, we don't have Mike, and so it's just me and Ben, and... Hi, Ben. Say hi. Hi, Ben. Okay. <laughs> so, um... So, we're going to so we're gonna go back to talking about Fallout, because we haven't ever finished this little retrospective series. Right. And this is the last Fallout game that's worth mentioning. This is true. Unless Bethesda really pulls, like, just a complete miracle out of their ass with what they're doing with 76 right now. Yeah. The only other thing that would be worth talking about are mods done by, you know, done by uh, by players. Mm-hmm. Which there are several definitely worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Fallout 4, arguably the best, uh, I say arguably because there are 
you know, there are opinions. Two for know. life. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of Fallout 3. I uh, loved Fallout Vegas. But Fallout 4, to me, brought everything together. Um, I'm not dogging on Fallout 4. No, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But of the... Of, in my, it's like asking which one is your doctor. In my personal rankings, yeah, I'd say it's probably two New Vegas and then four. Right. See, with me, I loved two. Uh, four, four, however, is the one that sucked up 1,200 hours of my life. I'm not kidding. My, my, my gameplay... Steam will tell you how long you've been playing a game. Yeah. And I'm after curious. A certain point, it, after a certain point, it said, too damn long. Stop. I am curious. Now I want to check my... Pull it out, Ben. Get your hours played. You, do you have the Steam app? Um, no, but I know it's 1,200 hours. Okay. I'm going to check my actual Steam library just to see what it says. Uh, I've only got 161 hours on file for me. Yeah. I have 1,200 hours. What's, let's put it this way. I got Fallout 4 when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I did not actually play it for two months because I knew. Well, first of all, I was trying to finish a book. I had a deadline. Um, came out in November 2015. At the time, I was writing um, the uh, writing uh, for Shane Moore's Apocalypse of Enoch, Ashfall, and I had a deadline. So playing Fallout 4 was basically my reward for meeting that For deadline. hitting deadline. <laughs> hitting deadline in three months. I wrote 70-some-odd thousand words, 80,000 words in three months. That's, uh, that just goes to show what you can do when you're actually motivated. Yeah, when Fallout 4 is your, is your uh, reward. <laughs> so um, We are getting ahead of ourselves, though. We do have a little bit of news to cover. Um, actually, in uh, author news... Um, Peace Talks is almost done. I think it went to editing. It um, went to editing. He, as, as I understand, he um, he had finished all but the wrap-up chapter uh, from the last time that he tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next tweet after it goes through editing, he won't tweet about it again until it, it's finished its editing, at which point he will tweet the end. Which everyone, which is his code for being like, so the book's done and uh, and and heading to publishing, everybody. Right. In the meantime, <laughs> and everyone will be you, fucking finally. Right. In the meantime, if you do want a small dose of Jim Butcher, he just published in an anthology called Parallel Worlds, which also features my friend R.R. Verdi, um, um, that is, that just came out. What's the title of the short story? I don't know. I haven't checked that far. I just know that he's in it. So. Fair enough. That means it's probably another Dresden short story, and I always like those. Right? There you go. Yeah. Usually, I wait for the wait. I wait for his uh, collection of short stories he's published for in other anthologies to be published. But. Right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's in, he's in that one. So there's a there's a small uh, small plug. He's also going to be at DragonCon and Connecticon mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, as a matter of fact. Or very soon. <clears throat> Which he's always at Dragon Con. They love him there. Dragon Con is kind of his home con. Yeah, it really is. So. Uh, but in other news, G2A.com is a joke. This is not news. This, yeah, this part evidently is not news. Um, However, the news... The news is um, a number of indie developers have come out recently 
on their official social media pages, Twitter and Facebook, etc., saying, "So, um, if you're if you're gonna buy our game on G2A.com, pirate it instead." Right. Yeah. If you're it's, not going to it, buy our game from us, pirate it. It loses us less money in the long run. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and and some of these publishers are, have been people who are like staunch, like piracy is theft, kill, burn all the pirates to death. Um, type, and it's like, yeah, um, pirate our game instead of buying it on G2A because at least you're not doing us financial. You're like, you're not doing us active financial harm. You're doing us passive financial harm. Right. Because. If you're not familiar, G2A.com is a gray market reseller of uh, video game keys. It's a great concept. The problem is they do not police anything. They do not care where they're getting their keys that, that they are reselling. They just sell them. So somebody comes up and says, hey, I've got 100 codes for Fallout 4. Um... I'm going to sell them each for $3 a piece. G2A says, that sounds like fun, and doesn't care how you got 100 copies of Fallout 4 for $3 a piece. Even though anyone with even a quarter of a half of a brain knows that there is no way you legitimately got 100 keys for Fallout 4 for $3 a piece. Right. And, and So they sell them, and then when... Whoever's credit card the person who got 100, 100 copies of Fallout 4 from realizes that there were fraudulent transactions on their card, they call it in. The credit card company takes the money back and charges a re, and charges a recharging fee, typically to the merchant. Uh, and the and if the merchant is one of the big uh, big places like Steam or GOG or something along those lines, they pass that cost on to the developer. So when you buy a game on G2A.com for three bucks, you are instead, you are not only de depriving the publisher of that sale, mm -hmm. uh, you are actively taking money from them. And big AAA companies, they can take it. They have enough financial capital, they have enough capital, they have enough savings to be able to just weather that kind of, of damage. Right. But small indie developers are operating on shoestring budgets and couldn't go under from having to deal with this. Right. And so, and so to you know to to kind of elucidate on that point, if you pirate a game, that company does not make money, but they don't lose money. Mm -hmm. If you pirate it through that, you are actually costing them money. You yes. are hurting your developer. Mm -hmm. You are hurting the games you love. Yep. You're not helping the games you love. You're not, you know, you may enjoy the game, um, but you are still not helping make more of the game. And if that's the case, you know, you're a eh, so-so human being. But if you're actively hurting your games, you suck as a human being. And uh, so, I mean, sorry to rant a little bit, but as a creative, as a person who has to deal with, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, my with my own work being pirated, you know, I get that. It happens. It One of these days I'd love to have a discussion with how you pirate a book. 
Oh, I could go into there. There's an hours long. I'm sure there are ways other than plagi- other than outright plagiarism, but I don't want to give people a primer on it. In on our right, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is that yeah, it's one thing. Like there, are, there are sites that I know pirate my book. Evidently, Page of Swords is like the big one that people pirate, and there are places that Amazon just does not sell my book. Yeah, you know, and I'm sitting here going. Okay. Well, you know. that that like piracy of media mm-hmm. is there are there there are circumstances wherein it is actually defensible. Right. Like you know, and, you want to buy a book that isn't that isn't on the you know that isn't on the approved list in Iran. Yeah. You have to pirate it. You have to pirate that shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and, and and stuff like that. And exactly, that's the thing we're coming from is that. When you look at that, you look at, um, you know, yeah, you're not costing me money, mm-hmm. um, but it, it does in a way cost me money. But that money has been because I have it, to put money into my book. It's it's pseudo. It's a it's it's a it's a theoretical. It's loss. a theoretical loss as opposed to a demonstrable. My bank not getting lower. Yeah, a demonstrable negative number in a bank account. Exactly. That's the difference between G two A and actual piracy. Right and. The thing that, yeah, and, and you know, so... What now, to I, accountants, it's the same thing, but accountants, yeah. screw accountants. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're looking at potential. Now, you know, and here's the, here's the other thing. You know, if, if people want an author's book and it's in a place that they can't get said author's book, why the hell are they not, at the end of the day, um, making, you know, developing a, a method for that that profits the author you know I mean you can maybe you know set up a website that is in that domain and partner with the author of course then you have you have to, get a, you have to deal with going across. yeah a lot of that is because you're still going to have to break the law and you're breaking the law less hard by just stealing the thing yeah well that and you know <laughs> then you have to have money crossing borders and yeah. evidently the US government and the US banking system frowns upon that yeah the uh in which case, I'm sitting here going, you know, I could still open a bank account in Panama. Here, <laughs> <laughs> what does it stand for? The Office of OSHA. I can't remember what it stands for. Uh, oh, uh, Office of OSHA. That's that's not OSHA. That's the that's the safety one. Uh, no, you're right. I'm not. You're not. It's a uh, OCAC or OFAC. OFAC. Office of Foreign. Uh, Office of Foreign um, Assets Control. Yeah, it's the people that do sanctions, <laughs> right? Of course. At which point I'm thinking, yeah, that's where that's where writers need to learn some accounting tricks. Yeah, you know. But by the same token, we can uh, talk about that in another episode. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that that sucks. So, yeah. and here's the here's the kicker to this whole GTA thing. Right, G2A. So part two of this. G2A's part two is they had a. Somebody thought it was a great idea to uh, to reach out to a number of various um, media agencies and say, "Hey, we wrote this story about the G two about our about the controversy with us. We'd like you to publish it in your name." Yeah, as though you wrote it. Um, this was this was somewhat breaking news as of Friday, and my internet crapped out again on me. 
yesterday when I, when I was hearing this, so I'm, I don't have the full story, but it was it, it's a it's a joke and a half. It's like how to not properly handle public relations because you know that yes, some people oh and, and keep in mind also G2A was like, here's a bunch of money publish this. Yeah. Now there are going to be some shady uh, publications who are like, ooh, bunch of money to publish this thing and say that we wrote it? Okay. I'll take that in the ad revenue, thank you very much. But anyone with a scrap of journalistic integrity is le- will, will be like, so G2A reached out to us and said, we'd like to offer you a lot of money to publish this article. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not... There are, it's there not are, how you play the game, G2A. And you can't bribe the press. There's at least four YouTube <laughs> yes. uh, videos on it. Look it up. You, but yeah, Polygon, G2A confirms that an employee tried to pay for favorable oh, media coverage. Yeah. G2A. Okay, yeah. so, so and, controversial, and controversial yeah. statement. Where the fuck are, are the gamer gators now? Uh, most of them are asleep. Uh, but, <laughs> in their parents' basement. Well, no, I was yeah. going to say, uh, like many, like like many dragons, it it, it wakes and slumbers at uh, at times. Right. Um, things that are convenient to it. I, I avoid talking about GamerGate because it was such a like. There are so many aspects to that particular bit of nonsense. Exactly. And really, that's that movement pretty is is pretty close to dead at this point. But that's beside yeah. the point. Well, that's I'm sure about, I'm about to get flamed. No. Um, in other. Less less weird news. We're on Spotify. Woo! Yay! So if you have people who are like, well, I don't want to listen to it on iTunes. Or iTunes. Or, well, I need to upload to YouTube, but I can't do that when I don't have internet. Hashtag Actually. fuck Mediacom. Um, but Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> oh, no, they are not. No, that's, that's a big, that's a, that's a uh, running joke in my Morrow Project game. Uh, hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag not Because we keep on mentioning these groups and stuff like that. And, and um, our GM at one point was, by the way, you know, uh, Timeline Games is not a sponsor. Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> he lives in Florida, so he's right next to Disney. Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we we, uh, we mention something big like that, yeah. someone in the group has to, has to hashtag But that. we are not... Um, <laughs> We don't make any money off of plays off of, off of Spotify, but um, if you have someone who hate who won't listen to the podcast on our website for free, or on iTunes website for free, or on Stitcher Radio for free, or off of any of the other podcast aggregators that you can use for free, um, there's another one for free that maybe they do they, that maybe they do use called Sti- called uh, Spotify. Spotify. And hey, we're on that now. We're there, yeah. We uh, <laughs> so. I just found out that you can apparently get your podcast on Spotify for not for free, like two nights ago when my internet was working. So I <laughs> hooked it up. <sighs> fucking MediaCom. Um, Hashtag not sponsored. I'm not sure I'd accept a sponsorship from them if they tried to offer me one at this point. Not unless that that sponsorship involved like, yes, we'll get someone out to fix your internet in the next two hours. Well, if we accepted MediaCom as a sponsor, mm-hmm. at that point, only two and five of our podcasts would actually go out. <laughs> <laughs> I have, 
We have no no one has reached out to us for any brand deals or sponsorships, and that's partially because I don't really work that particular angle of the business. But I do promise that if ever we do have sponsorships, have brand deals, have you know, this episode is brought to you by Ben's Beard Oil. Um, it will be with I I I make this this swear this promise right now. It will be with someone. With whom I would be willing to, I would be willing to uh, economically get into bed. G two A offers people crazy amounts of money to sponsor their content. I never will. Right. I don't care if they want to give me ten thousand dollars an episode. I would not sponsor G two A. And by the way, either that or I would in such a backhanded manner that they wouldn't give me the money. Right. <laughs> and by the way, Ben's beard oil would not be Ben's oil for beards. It would be oil from Ben's from Ben's beard. Well, that, that's just gross. Well, I had to go there because, you know, you threw that, you threw that at me. Yeah. It segues nicely enough into Fallout 4. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm not uh, sure how, but... Oh, we know we never came up with a spoiler of the week. Um, uh, the Institute is the villain of Fallout 4. Uh, that's depending on how you play it. They don't have to be the villain. No one has to be the villain. Even when you, you know, even when you, there is only one playthrough thus far that I have seen that does not involve the destruction of everybody but one faction. And that's the Minutemen. Yes. I just say, no, no, no particular group has to be the villain. Uh, Any of the main factions can be the faction that with which you side and therefore is not the villain because you are the protagonist. The villain is not make them an antagonist. You can play the villain. Yeah. <laughs> As a writer, I would I would say, yeah, the, the institute does not have to be the antagonist, but they are the villain. I wouldn't even say that necessarily. I mean, they they like any good to me like any good villain. They perceive their cause as noble, just like the Brotherhood of Steel. Yep. Um, I'll tell you what, the bro- I, that was really kind of weird for me. This is the first game where the Brotherhood of Steel is not the outright good guys. Mm, yeah, because the Brotherhood of Steel, over time, the Brotherhood of Steel has evolved and devolved. Yeah. Uh, so, overview of Fallout 4. I mean, let's, let's kind of start from there. Okay, it's in Boston. It's set in Boston, a.k.a. the Commonwealth. Yep. The Boston Com- the Boston Commonwealth. Oddly enough. Nobody has a Bostonian accent, you're right. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> you knew exactly where I was going. No, I, I saw, yeah, I was like, I, I took me a second. No, no one, no one sounds like that. Yeah. No one sounds like that from Boston. Boston. No one loses their khakis. Yep. Khakis. And, um... Yeah, no one has a Bostonian accent. Um, you think they would have gotten at least one person, right? Right. But then Some think, ghoul or another, right? Yeah, and all the ghouls from Boston, no Bostonian accent. Um, the, everyone who has been around since then, no Boston accent. Well, obviously that's what the nukes actually killed, was the Boston, Boston accent. accent. Right, the only thing that... You know, Although what's funny is the protagonists don't have the a Bostonian accent either, and they're from before the war. Mm-hmm. 
which, you know, that's not a spoiler. You, you begin the game before the war. Yeah. And then you go down into the vault as the Dukes are dropping. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that was, that's one of the more unique openings. openings. Oh, yeah. I mean, playing it as a person and seeing that time, mm-hmm. pristine, and then the change. Oh, my God, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. You back to go back to your own house. And your Mr. Handy's still there. Mm-hmm. Codsworth. And he's been, you know... Pruning the... Pruning the begonias. Azaleas, yes, that's it. for 150 years. Oh, my God, or 170 years or something like that. However the fuck long it was. Explanation 2287. Yeah. Um, is it 2287? I can't remember. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to get fallout, nuclear fallout out of was? Uh, I think it is azaleas. No, no, it was buffing the floors. Codsworth oh. <laughs> um. is one of my favorite NPCs in terms of vo- in terms of stuff that he says, especially in his intro. Oh yeah. I think we need some of that parental affection you're so good at. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Mr. Handy, though, is the bartender in the third rail. I don't remember him off the top of my head. I, well, I mean, I remember him, but I can't remember what, what was fun about him. He's got that... Um, he's got that British accent. Okay. Um, and, speaking of the third rail, and good neighbor, the singer... Mm-hmm. Is played by none other than the original Wonder Woman. Really? Yes. I know that uh, once you buck up uh, Diamond City Radio's uh, his the, the the DJ's courage, mm-hmm. he'll start playing her some of her songs on the radio. Yeah, which is nice. It's like, yeah, I mean, and and that's that whole thing. The this whole this whole one. I mean, okay, and we're approaching this with no real. No, we well, do we ever? We tried. Okay, so it starts out very simply. Mm-hmm. You uh, go to the vault before the bombs drop. You and your spouse, because you can play either as the man or the woman, and your little baby Sean. Right. And you go in, and you go in the vault, and this vault apparently is a cryosleep vault. Mm-hmm. So you go into cryosleep, and then you get woken up at some point... Um, it's hard to say exactly when, um, because time is relative when you're in cryosleep. Um, and they, and the Institute, which definitely is at least the antagonist, uh, for the first bit, um, unless you decide to side with them, um, because we will argue about this all day, uh, (laughs) um, is killing your spouse and stealing your baby. And there's... I don't know why. Like, was it ever really explained why they wanted... Why they wanted Sean? Yeah, specifically wanted Sean. No, I don't think was, they... Was it just no, because no, no. he wasn't an irradiated baby? Yes. They, they needed an un... Um, an un... Uh, untainted source. Specimen. And he was the lead... He, as and yet baby. they raised him in Diamond City for a while next to all that nice radiation. Was he in Diamond City? Yeah, he was in, he was in Diamond City for a little bit. That's right, because he was with um, Kellogg. Kellogg for a little bit, yeah. 
Um, Speaking of, uh, very best uh, cosmetic mod I've ever seen for Fallout 4 is changing Kellogg's uh, suit into uh, Kellogg's Cornflakes box. Um. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and yes, there are mods that, that insert Thomas the Tank Engine. Specifically, they turn Death Claws into Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh my god. So, okay. <laughs> so we're going to leave that travesty alone. Yeah, um, we can do an episode on mods. I think we should. Yes. Um, Just because we love this, this, this series and in the retrospective. And oh. it's, a, it's a good opportunity to have something we can talk about when Mike's not here. Right. <laughs> so, Kellogg, you know, speaking of stopping it there on Kellogg as an NPC, mm-hmm. is, is a strangely sympathetic NPC. A strangely sympathetic antagonist. I mean, the guy's just doing a job. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is to him. You know, sure, he kills your, you know, kills your spouse, but hey, that's, you know, they wouldn't let go of the kid. You know, at least comes up and he's like, well, at least we have the backup. You know, you were the backup. Oh, my God. Um, but then you go, and when you go through, when you go through things and you start to face him, you know, he's, he really doesn't, you know, he's not like, wah, I'm going to kill you. It's like, look, kid, you're out of class, you know. <laughs> and I Which like, was always a joke to me because every time I got to Kellogg, I had a very nice pistol. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, kid, you're out of class. I was like, really? Bang, bang, you're dead. Because I just shot you twice in the head. Right? See, I was, I was one after Kellogg with a shotgun. Um, and I played through with both male and female. And it's really weird, because when I look into that character's head, you know, writer, mm-hmm. the person I don't want coming after me if I'm Kellogg is the mom. I always played as the mom, so... Yeah. I played it as the mom, played it, played it as the dad, and the mom is just more believable for me. And I, I think it's almost like a the whole plot is like this Finding Nemo type thing. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you're just looking for your kid, but in the process, you become this legend in the common world. Yeah, so, so we, we'll get back to here. So, the plot is, you gotta look, at, look for your kid. And then you leave the vault... And you find, like, if you follow the just basic, you should you're probably going to go this way first, unless you, unless you really like just striking out at, at right angles to the plot. Mm-hmm. You end up running into Preston Garvey and the Minutemen, mm-hmm. and then you end up spending the next forty hours of the game and about three weeks game time building settlements and farming. Building your settlement. <laughs> I'll start with sanctuary. Um, yes, yeah, so I'll start with sanctuary, and then Preston is like, and there's another settlement that needs help, and there's another settlement that needs help. Yeah, Preston's always got another settlement. That needs I help. finally installed a mod that turned off settlement attacks because I was sick of them. Because all I had to do was fast travel travel to the settlement. And then watch as my automated defense turrets killed whatever it was I was I was there, and then leave. But the problem was I had fifty fucking settlements, and one of them was always under attack. And unless you were there to watch it, well, the the raiders won. Well, here's how I, here's how I how I defeated that without a mod. I would basically finish one of those and not go back and talk to Preston. Well, no, like, even after a while, you just also start just getting Pip-Boy notifications, mm-hmm. Gray Gulch is under attack. Yeah. 
Whereas to me, that was always just an excuse to go get more experience and get into a firefight, which, you know, to me was kind of fun. But yeah, so yeah, you spend the next, you know, 40 hours of game time building up Sanctuary, which mm -hmm. if you do it right, you can turn into a microcosmic version of, of uh, Diamond City, which is your, supposed to be your eventual goal. But I love, this is the other interesting thing about the way they do this. So, even if you try to go straight to Diamond City, mm -hmm. like if you're following the, the power lines to Diamond City, yeah. you're going to hit that one settlement that's, uh, that's nearest you. I can't remember any of the settlements, and my internet's out, so I can't look it up. Yeah, um, with, the, with the farmers that built around a, uh, a, a tower. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, a power... Uh, oh, yeah, that one. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that place. It was really easy to put uh, mm -hmm. defense turrets on the roof where they could shoot everything. Everything for <laughs> miles around. Yeah. Um, you know, and you... Uh, you know, so either way, no matter which direction you went through, you hit something that was going to point you in a specific direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then you had, you know, if you went due north... You had the one settlement that was nearby, um, which you didn't want to go to because they would kill your ass, um, unless you had a good sniper rifle, because you had the one guy that was in power armor, some of your first power armor. Love power armor in this game. Yeah, instead of just being armor, it's a tank that you wear. With a limited power supply. Yeah, that got a little frustrating to me. Well, Until I, I got enough fusion cores to just not care. Yeah, so you're just gonna fuck it. Um, oh man, it's gonna take me like three of my 700 fusion cores to get. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then you can, you know, you can mix and match and rebuild and, and just. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. It's also about, a hot rod that you, that you wear. Yeah, if you get one for the. Uh, the uh, the hot rodders. Well, even if you don't go to the hot rodders, you still get a lot of dif different options and such. That you this can... is this is true. Um, but you have you have different paint jobs and things like that. You can even apply different paint jobs to your guns. But so yeah, I mean, you start with Preston Garvey. Um, you get the dog, dog meat, dog meat, consistent. You always get dog meat. Yep, always get dog meat. Dog meat has is the only name of an NPC that has appeared in every, every game. Fallout game worth mentioning. Yep. So, um, yeah, and then of course you get the, the gas station, the Red Rocket that's nearby, mm -hmm. which you can build from, which is nice. Um, yeah, and so you get Preston Garvey, and then, yeah, and then, you know, he tells you, oh, go help this settlement, which um, sends you to uh, the, uh, the next, you know. It sends you to places. Yeah, it's and it sends you the, all over the, the fucking map eventually. Yeah, yeah. And Lexington, I think, is where it is. Um, it's been a while since I've had, been able to play Fallout Four, um, but yeah, it's sending you to like Lexington, where you go to the Chrysalis Plant, mm -hmm. and it's just yeah. There's the side quests. If you follow the side quests, by the time you get to Diamond City, you're massively over leveled. Well, that and you are a legend in the Commonwealth. Yeah. Because you're already the general limited men. Yep. By that time, you have. You may or may not have joined the Underground Railroad. Mm, usually, I don't join. I never did get to the Underground Railroad until after I got to Diamond City. You've well, which means you may or may not have also walked the Freedom Trail. The Freedom Trail, right? Um, 
Yeah, see, I usually went straight to because if I if I followed everything through, it took me to the uh, to the ones to the settlement that was across the bridge. I got to Grey Garden, um, and if you get to Grey Garden, you get the first uh, you get to the uh, the police station because that's where you first pick up that radio signal. Mm -hmm. uh, you've taken out Which this plant. Which means you've met the Brotherhood of Steel and Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Yes, yes. Paladin Another dance. fantastic mod, by the way, uh, just puts him in. It just changes his palette to Buzz Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear. Star Command. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, you met you know Paladin Buzz Lightyear, and um, um, so yeah, I mean you've um, you've saved multiple settlements. Um, you've made your first incursion into raider territory and killed off you know some people so by that time by the time you just get to diamond city you're already beginning to you know you're, you're this you're you are this destructive horrible freak upon nature which has led of course to the uh to one of the common fan theories which is in fact you are actually an institute synth courser yeah i which i i that you're not aware of which i kind of dislike because personally i like the idea of you know, this is a, this is a mom or a dad. Papa or a mama bear just wreaking havoc. Where is my damn son? Where is my kid? I need to find my kid. Yeah, which I think is what you know. And as an author, I am I am constantly you know reminded of. Sometimes the curtains are blue because the curtains were just fucking blue. <laughs> you know, um, and they actually they actually play to that theory in one of the one of the downloads or the mm -hmm. DLCs. Uh, yeah, Far Harbor. In Far Harbor, one of the, the synth was like, "Are you sure you're not a synth?" And I was like, "Am I?" Right. Just enough to put doubt into it because that's kind of the idea. But maybe I am a synth. But at no point do you have the option to re, um, you know, recover your your old memories. Yeah. No, there's no explanation for how you got put in there, you know, um, or why. Right, but um, yeah. So by the time you just get to Diamond City, you're this legendary creature, and then you meet Piper, who to me is the first of your possible romantic interests. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're male or female, it's another thing about it. Is the game doesn't care, <laughs> you know? Uh, everybody's evidently bisexual in the future, except for dance. Except for dance, yeah. Well, dance, dance will get with a guy, but he will get with a girl. Right. Um, yeah, because Paladin. Uh, <laughs> awful good. Uh, anyways, uh, and oddly enough, you know, Dan turns out to be a synth. <laughs> Talk about the ultimate in, in technology. Um, yeah. Uh, Spoilers. Jeez, Ben. <laughs> it's been four years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Avengers Endgame only gave, only gave him, what, two months? <laughs> no, not even two months. I gave him, like, a week and a half. Right. So, um... So, I mean, yeah, by the, by the time you get to Diamond City, you're already this legend in the making. And by the time you're done in Diamond City, I mean, first of all, Piper does the, if you let her, does the, uh, does the interview with you. You rescue, um, you rescue uh, Nick Valentine. Yep. Uh, which, you know, Nick is a big thing in, in you know, in Diamond City. I love City. Nick. He's great. I always regretted that he didn't have a romance option. Yeah, um, but then um, see so you've you've rescued Nick Valentine, 
you've um, you've helped out the DJ. Well, the, you may have helped out the DJ. You can have. Here's helped the thing. Out. Everything we have said, you have just done. You can have not done as well. You can have not, yeah. But if you play through the normal through the normal quest line, you know, and also, no Bostonian accent, but there is Russian accent. I kid, I kid. He is dead though. <laughs> you like this butter? Yes, I killed the but I killed the previous owner. Ah, I joke. He is dead though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. What was that? Uh, that is. Uh, was that in the dugout? Or yeah, the dugout. The owner of the, uh, Bobrov, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're in the dugout, um, the two Russian brothers, um, and if you play through that, you have, um, um, you have the, uh, um, you, you've, oh, what's his name, um, hang on a second. Wiki. The Fallout Wiki, which is a source of Bobrov's, all yeah. Vadim oh. and Yefim Bobrov, um, and you've helped out Scarlet, and then uh, or you haven't. Well, you know, you've gotten Scarlet together with uh, with Travis, or you um, haven't, or you haven't. You can help Scarlet get together with Travis, which again, again becomes a. Travis, like, uh, like, um, Three Dog, um, mm-hmm. becomes your, your voice, and you know. So again, you've become you're developing this legend of yourself yep. as the you know as the the savior of the of the, of the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Um, so that by the time you get to um, the the whole thing with uh, where you hunt down. Or not? Uh, <laughs> um, what's his Kellogg? Name? Kellogg. And when you hunt down Kellogg, he has to have this grudging respect for you. Yeah. You know, and if you play it right, yeah, you have this. This you are massively overpowered, and Kellogg does not stand a chance against you. And you know, you shoot him once with your explosive shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't even go with that. I just, you know, um, that was another very fun uh, weapon that I developed. That I. Oh, crafting was it craft this is the first game where crafting is a big thing. Oh yeah, crafting is huge in this game. Yeah, because by that point, uh, as as you develop more and more with, with your uh, perks and everything, good god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can create guns that you know it's like I'm gonna use this ten millimeter pistol to shoot down a a, a freaking uh, vertebrate. vertebrate, yeah. It's like oh you're wearing power armor. Let me pull out my twenty-two. <laughs> you know, my ma- you know. Of course, it wasn't really that. Here, bad. let me use my silenced shotgun because that makes sense. And there actually are suppressors for shotguns, but yeah. still. But not as silent as 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 video game silencer silences, which is right. Not which is actual silence. It's like yeah. Let's let let me shoot this shotgun from stealth. And have no one know where I am. Right, yeah, because video game stealth. Someone there? Stunk arrow in the head. Ah, must have been my imagination. Because <laughs> I can't see you. The hell? <laughs> you know. That was how I played 90% of the game was... Uh, From stealth? Was sneaking around and just shooting everyone with the, uh, the Liberator with a silencer on it. 
Yeah, the suppressor on the liberator. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> of course, my you get like fifteen <laughs> shots off in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but my favorite with that uh, was the uh, was the the Gauss rifle with its suppressor. I don't think I ever really played with the Gauss rifle. Shit blew up when you hit it with the Gauss Gauss rifle. I, I suppressed most of my weapons, never the shotguns, because I'm figuring by that point, because I always use the shotguns for things that I needed to hit on the run fast, like flying shit. Yeah. Uh, so you know the the uh, the blood sucking bugs and the yeah you know the the cockroaches and stuff. Yeah. Um. This does lead into, so, you're rolling on random loot tables, and sometimes you'll get legendary loot with a little star next to it. Uh-huh. I did, in fact, get an explosive shotgun that I then kitted out real hard and renamed into my boomstick. <laughs> See, I always have a boomstick. Um, and, oh my goodness, the, the, the it, it, when you shot anything, it was dead. It did not matter what you shot with it. Yeah, it was dead. Tiny little red paste. <laughs> Yeah. Well, see, I would always go up against because um, I love the new sniper rifles. Mm-hmm. You know, because they were semi-auto. Uh, I think this. You know, there was a there was a version of rifle you could do with a semi-auto. Because um, I would always go to that uh, the little settlement just north of me, where they had the raiders, uh, and one guy, one of the guys, was in the power armor. Mm-hmm. And um, he would be the first one I'd have to pick off because he had the rocket launcher. And man, they use massive use of rocket launchers in this game. Yeah, because those, you know, knock you down if they, even if they don't kill you. Exactly. And being knocked down is a problem. Yeah. Because you have to get up and everybody's shooting at you. Yeah. Uh, the super It's okay, because Piper's coming in with boxing gloves. <laughs> I never kidded her with boxing Sorry, gloves. Sorry, not, not Piper. Sorry. Um, oh, Kat, Kate. 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 I gave Kate boxing gloves. I gave Kate power fists. Yeah, power fist. Same basic difference. Oh, no, she <laughs> Just was the boxing gloves were funnier. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm, actually, uh, the one I loved, and then, of course, um, yeah, because you, you had Kate, I always, you know, went through and picked up, and I learned the, I learned the hard way. Do not go into Vault 7, uh, Vaults, uh, the, the one with the... The uh, one with the blood device? The blood device. The one with all the drugs? No, 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 no. Not the one you take Kate for her side for her last mission? No, no. Uh, the the one that's closer to the Boston Commonwealth. Uh, I can't remember. And, uh, Describe it. Other than that, it's the one where it's the one where you have to start trading, and then you help find the cat, and the um, you have to go look. That's the one where you find Curie. Oh, okay. The one with Curie. Yeah. Um, God, Vault Seven Four. I don't remember the cat. Uh, it's one of the first. It's one of the first. Uh, um, um, it's one of the first missions that you can go on uh, because the girl comes to you. Uh, I think it's Vault Eighty One. I believe that is where you got Curie. Yeah. Um, Vault Eighty Eight is. Uh, comes with Vault Tech Workshop. Hold on a second. Vaults, here we go. Um, oh, I love the Vault Tech Workshop expansion. Oh, yeah, that is. Hey, do you want to 
perform e- horrible evil experiments on people. Right. Also, build a giant underground vault. <laughs> no, man, fuck off. Huge underground vault. Yeah, ridiculously giant underground vault. Yeah. Uh, see, vault 114. And I, always, one. I always made sure that uh, everybody who moved in my vault got a vault suit. And a yeah. pit boy. Yep. Because you could do that. Uh, let's see here. Vault 75. That's the gunner. And I did have someone who was... Com- and I did have a number of people who were completely addicted to gambling. Right. Uh, yeah. So, and, yeah, Vault 81. And one poor guy whose job it was to generate all of the electricity for the vaults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, all of that one is, you know, hey, you can build, you know, like, massive... Uh, generators. You put one generator in your entire place, and that's it. The Vault Tech Mega Mega Fusion Drive. Right, just like because you get all the radiant, you know. Uh, and uh, but yeah, the Vault Eighty One. I was I learned never take a follower in with you because then you can't take Carrie out with you. No, you can. Uh, but if you take a follower in with you, it doesn't matter if you avoid getting bit by the rats. If your follower gets bit by the rats, you develop the disease. Oh, right. The stupid-ass rat disease. Yes. So, that but, son of a bitch. Yeah, so I learned if I did not take a follower in with me... You could kill all the rats before they could kill you. Before they got to me, yeah. Fucking power armor, man. <laughs> or, you know, just stealth and a pistol. Stealth and a pistol. Um, shotguns were useful. Grenades. Grenades, yeah. Um, uh, that's the other thing I loved about this game is that you could carry grenades and not have them prime, armed as your primary weapon. Yep. You could press Shoot and hold, control. And press and hold and, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, later you visit the submarine and you press and hold control to launch a tactical nuclear weapon. Right. Yeah. Um, or call it a mortar airstrike from the uh, yeah, from the from from the Minutemen. From the Minutemen, yeah, that was just like okay, um, yeah. Or the uh, or uh, call in uh, call in a vertebrate that you can then ride around and nuke the fuck out of everything with, yeah. the, with the side guns. I mean, good god, that was how I took out. Um, it was another. It was another Crystal's power plant with all of the super mutants in it. Uh, yeah, I know. I rode along. I rode. I rode in the in the vertebrate and shot it with the with the built-in minigun with infinite ammo until it was just like <laughs> now they're all dead, right. and now I have to go inside and kill like another fifty thousand super mutants, right? So for yeah. something for things that are incapable of, of reproduction, there's certainly a lot of them. Yeah, well, you know, FPV and shit. Because uh, <laughs> humans keep reproducing, and guess where you get super mutants? You mutate humans. But, yeah, I mean, there's so many little side quests through there, and so many stories. You know, Yeah, by the time you're done, you are this fucking legend of the Commonwealth. Yep. You know, everybody knows you. Um, you know, and then, of course, you have Sanctuary. I love the Starlight Drive-In. That was always my favorite one to set up. Oh, yeah. You know? Because if you're really careful, you can get water purifiers in the irradiated water. Well, you know how you not you know how you, can you also you know, delete the irradi- the the barrels. Right. You just yeah you recycle the barrels or salvage the barrels and hey they're with the radiation. Yep. And then so, you can put like two industrial purifiers in it and have hey this settlement has all of the water it will ever need ever. Right from this puddle. 
<laughs> yeah, I love vault physics. Yeah, I love uh, Fallout physics. So yeah, I mean, and yeah, with the, uh, I always set up the the get the um, the main station there, uh, you know, where the the projection booth mm-hmm. as my merchant quarters. Nice. So, because once you came in, that was where all your merchants were. That's where everybody was. I put up, you know, and then you've got Bunker Hill, and you once you get to Bunker Hill, you can set up the uh, the traders there. Yeah. So there's always a trader there, and yeah, I mean, it was just like that was my main com- commercial area. Mm-hmm. I had all the merchants there. Um, I always had a bunch of merchants in the castle. You know, I never did the castle much with merchants, but I left the castle alone largely. Uh, except to fortify the fuck out of it. Yeah, I fortified the hell out of the, out of the castle. Um, now, man, now I'm wanting, wanting to go back and somehow I've been having trouble running Fallout 4 because my frame rate is so goddamn low on it. Don't you have a new computer? I do, and my frame rate's still low on it. I couldn't even run it originally. Now I'm running it, but at the frame rate is low. I'm still going to figure that out. Um, you need to fiddle with your settings. Yeah. But, uh,. But yeah, I mean, I say, didn't you get a new computer so you could run Cyberpunk later? Oh yeah, Cyberpunk, Fallout seventy six, uh, Rage two, yeah, <laughs> I massively overpowered it. But um, but yeah, I just I love that you can run settlements, um, you know, and you're basically making the 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 Commonwealth a better place. You're rebuilding the world. You are, you know, once, and then, and then you get into the DLC. Oh my God, you know, goes with the. I D- never played Nuka World. Oh, I love. I still Nuka haven't gotten World. around to that. My internet continues to be the the shit, um, and not and not in the positive light. M- m- way that that expression can be well, it is used because it continues to be shit. Yes, it continues to simply be shit. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, as, a, as opposed to something being bollocks or the dog's bollocks. Um, right. But so. yeah, I could I could actually get it. I uh, now I know what I'm doing this week, other than Shakespeare. <laughs> Playing Nuka World. Uh, I haven't played Nuka World yet. Oh my god! Yeah, Nuka World it, for me was like its own side game mm-hmm. because you can become a raider. Well, not only that, you can become a raider, but you're also, it's like you're taking over Disneyland or Disney World. Uh, you know. And Which is it, Ben? Well, both. Disneyland or Disney World? Actually, it's more Disneyland because Disney World is international. Um, but yeah, this is, and this, I mean, that whole thing, all, you know, you've got the future world, you've got the Western world, uh, you've got the. Um, You've got the kids' world, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, then you've got the the Nuka bottling plant. Uh, yeah. Just you know, and of course you've got the central area. And yeah, you can either you well it, when you start off, you end up having to take over. But then you can either expand the 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 bad guys, or you can set each of them up in certain parts of the parks. Mm-hmm. And then kill them, <laughs> which I was like, "Yes, oh good, I get to be, I get to murder everyone." You get to murder all the bad guys. That's um, something I haven't done in Fallout Two for a while. What's that? Take out, the, uh, take out all the bad guys? No. Um, my brother Ethan came up with this playstyle. I've, I've mentioned it a couple times in previous episodes. Um, the bad Bob play. Okay. 
It's very simple. You make a character, you make him male, you name him Bob. Mm-hmm. You then have him kill literally everyone. Ronan did that at one point. He tried to kill everybody. You you start in a place and you pick a fist fight with the gut with the overseer. Yeah. Well, no, you don't pick a pick a fist fight with the overseer because the overseer is literally invincible. Yeah. But um. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I yeah, I loved I, I loved because this one you can just slaughter all the bandits. Um, but the um, the bandit rifles, the homemade guns, are basically AK-47s. Break heads, um, and even without gun mods, yeah, you can massively overpower these things. Yeah. Um, but my now, one of my other favorites, as dismal as it is, Far Harbor. I mean, I get the best armor in the game for me out of Far Harbor, the Marine armor. I like Far Harbor. I don't know what you're talking about, Dismal. Well, it's you know with the mist and everything like that. It's it's a it's a fun place. It's, it's a fun playthrough. It's just a very dismal place, you know, because of the mists yeah, and everything. I, I like it. Yeah, I like I like your uh, you know, your guide there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, can't think of his name. Right. Going out and doing the the dance of the mist or whatever it's called to earn everyone's uh, everyone's approval approval yeah with the go out and kill the Mirelurk queen oh god yes Mirelurk queens oh my god those things were bitch especially when you're setting up the um, um, the um, oh castle. No, well, the castle is one, but then there's that one little uh, settlement that you set up that's way to the north that's just an old construction site. You're setting up a castle in, literally in the, um, you know, in a swamp. There is not it's much... It's into the swamp. Huh? It's psychic into the swamp. Yeah. I mean, it is just this... Um, you know, this total shit show. Old Longfellow. Old Longfellow? Yeah, Longfellow. He's fun. And, uh, within the course of the whole case there with, you know, with, uh, um, I, I always take, I always take Nick Valentine with me on that one. So, um, and, uh, because that I love that whole thing with uh, Nick and um, let's see the Kasumi and oh, what's his friend Dima, um, mm-hmm. who is the other other one like Nick. And you see a lot about Nick's backstory. Of course, Nick Valentine's whole story, you know, where you finally go and get the get the gangster that killed his wife. You know, now he has to figure out who Nick, Nick Valentine really is. I mean, and almost all of the all of the NPCs, and this is another thing that I love about this, have really strong stories. Because Piper has her whole thing. She's the journalist. I love Piper. She's fun. She's I'm my characters almost always develop a romance with her. Even the female ones. Um, 
I almost always romance all of them. Yeah. Just because. Right. Just to make things really awkward. When you have, then you end up putting them in different settlements. Because, um, yeah. If I, if I had to choose, my choices would usually fall in, in this order. Piper, um, Curie, um, Kate... Yeah, I think those are the ones. Those are my three. Um, <laughs> well, you don't no no love for Hancock. No, no love for Hancock. <laughs> Hancock is a good good one to take with you, but he's not a person. The first time you meet him, he stabs someone to death for disrespecting him. I mean, I'm just like going, yeah, dude. No, I'm not sharing a bed with that. <laughs> you know, looks aside, not sharing a bed with that. But. Um, but yeah, and, and I love that. And the thing is, is like, um, even to the NPCs you can't, you know, make into followers. Um, like, uh, like, is it Lydia? Uh, in the third rail? I can't remember. Uh, let's see here. I'm. I, it's been a long time since I played four. Right. Let's see. I should have maybe played some of it to get ready for this. Well, we didn't really know. Um, you know. Magnolia, uh, who is voiced by Linda Carter, and who actually has a damn fine jazz singing voice. Yes, she does. I mean, she just, I, yeah, she's one you just, you know, I was like, I've got to talk to this person. Yeah, I love her voice and everything, the way she plays her. You don't get to find out much about her, but damn, you can actually sit there and listen to her sing. It's true. And, um, but yeah, by, yeah, by, again, by the time it's done, you are this, this legend in the, in the, you can be this legend in the, in the Commonwealth, and it creates this whole, um, this whole, you know, again, the thing I love about it, though, is that you're trying to find your son. And, yeah. and then you find him. And then you find him, and he's father. Yeah, of, behind yeah of behind. the institute, right? And you ended up. Um, well, you can get all of your yeah. Um, and I have sex with Magnolia. <laughs> you, you trailed off there, man. It's yeah. There's a, there's an actual guide how to have sex with Magnolia. It's like. Have high charisma. Whitechapel Charlie is the merch is the bartender in in the third rail, and he's and he's got that British accent going on, which is just hilarious fun. But um, but getting to yeah, but you, we were talking about mods. Guns aren't the only thing you can mod. Your armor, you can mod all your armor. Mm-hmm. Um, you can turn normal clothes into armor. With ballistic claw, with ballistic weave, which you get from the railroad, and you've got multiple factions. You've got the, you've got the railroad, uh, you've got the brotherhood, you've got the brotherhood with one of the best entrance sequences in Fallout oh, ever. Yeah. The arrival of the Pridwin just freaking shows up. Yeah, it's like people of the Commonwealth, you know, 
do not do not get in our way. It's like you're in a fucking you're in a fucking uh, you're coming in in a blimp. In a, yeah, in a goddamn zeppelin. Not just a blimp. That's a fucking zeppelin. You know, with you know, and I love that you see as it's coming along, it just drops another vertebrate. You see how the you know pulls it out and then just drops the vertebrate and it takes off. I'm just going. It's amazing! <laughs> I want to be on that thing! And now I regret stealing vertebrate technology for the Brotherhood in, in Fallout 2. <laughs> Fallout 2, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we helped them develop that shit. <laughs> uh, was it, uh, damn you, chosen one! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Especially if you decide to get on the, on the Brotherhood's bad side. Oh my god, yeah. Because Which, they're in, the, as soon as they show up, they're just in the air for, for the rest of time. Yeah, because it's like, no matter where you go, you're... Of course, I love that almost every vertebrate you see ends up getting shot down. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's because uh, that's because super the, mutants. The damn raiders all have missile launchers. <laughs> well, the, the biggest one I see they run into problems is with you know super mutant masters with fucking Gatling guns. You know, it's like yeah, yeah and you the the you know you can you can mod your armor in this thing. Um, you can mod everything. Yeah, you can build anything. Yeah, you can. And make. especially with like some of the later DLCs, you can really mod build and mod anything. Right? And then, yeah, you get the. Like, do you want to build a factory that mass produces bullets? You can do that. You can do that. Right? Um, you want to build, you know, you, you want to. Uh, was it one of the things you can do there? Um, you've got the chemistry set, which you can just, you know, make drugs, stim packs, all that shit. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got, let's see, you've got the chemistry station, you've got the... Um, this is easily the most crafty of the Fallout games. Yeah, well, I mean, of course, you can just build stuff. Yeah. Um, which means, after a certain point, you can build a wall, all the, which I've done, build a wall all the way around Sanctuary and a wall all the way around any given... Um, any given um, settlement, yeah, you just wall that whole thing in, and so it doesn't stop the raiders from coming unless you install a mod, right? But then you can, yeah. But if you're, but I, I like what you know, like that. I, I, you know, of course the the uh, um, automated defenses. All you have to do is show up, you know, like pieces, parts. Oh, let's rate that and scavenge for stuff. Yep. You know, and then I love that you know adhesive springs. Everything is salvageable. You could literally build an entire building out of pencils, because one pencil equals one wood unit. It's like, what'd you build that? You know, what'd you build that massive super fortress out of pencils, clipboards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. a little bit of duct tape. <laughs> a little bit of duct tape. Yes, free <laughs> duct tape, pencil. Yeah, you are literally building things out of scrap metal and duct tape. <laughs> you know, duct tape is is one of the more in, in universally useful useful things because it uh, as adhesive. It scraps down to adhesive, and he and you use adhesive, adhesive for everything. everything. Yeah. Well, that I love. I love military duct tape, military grade duct tape, because you get adhesive and ballistic we ballistic cloth out of it. Which you then, once you go to the railroad mm -hmm. and get on with them, and uh, there that's a little psycho motherfucker, <laughs> the paranoid guy, uh, Tinker Tom, mm -hmm. um, you know, shows you ballistic weave. 
hey, I have a shirt that's bulletproof. <laughs> you know, Tinker Tom's a lot of fun. He is a lot of fun. And then, of course, all the missions he gives you. Um, I need you to put this thing up here in a place way up high because uh, the, because aliens are messing with the weather. Right. Oh, and also the railroad wants me to put this other crap in it. <laughs> you know. So on the one hand, you know, they're they've they've taken Tinker Tom's a bit. Uh, you know, a, and I love how they they just kind of humor Tinker Tom to a certain extent. But also get him to do what they need him to do. Yeah. It was like, well, sure, Tinker Tom, we'll put that up there. Hey, while we're doing that, would you mind integrating this into it? <laughs> you know, so we can monitor. Uh, but then you get Bunker Hill, which is kind of a faction, but not a faction. Mm-hmm. But you get the Bunker Hill. Um, I never managed to unlock Bunker Hill as, as my own. Well, you don't actually unlock Bunker Hill as your own. Um, unless you take the railroad. Uh, unless you go with the railroad as your main faction, um, but yeah, so you've got because, um, but you can unlock it so that they will s- uh, let you set up merchant stations at your settlements. Um, if you do, if you basically do the one uh, where you go and kill the, the the raiders that they've been paying off, you know, and then there's you know the problem with Dane Guild is you never get rid of the Dane. Um, <laughs> So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, Bunker Hill is, is, is useful. Um, we'll see what, but the, the factions you have, Diamond City isn't a faction, but it's a place, but you've got, you have the Institute, you have the Railroad, you have the Minutemen, and you have the Brotherhood. The Brotherhood, right. Those are the four primary factions that end up fighting each other for who's going to right unless you take the unless you take unless you make friendly with the others you take the minutemen quest to a certain point then you make friendly with the other four up to a certain point then you go back and you use the minutemen quest um, which lets you get into the institute and destroy the institute and that is the minimum damage yeah um, because at that and then, point, because at that, at that point the brotherhood and the and the and the, uh, the railroad, the railroad aren't particularly happy with you, but they're not pissed, right? Because well, with the railroad, if you do certain of it, the railroad will uh, you can get the uh, you can get you can liberate a bunch of the synths in that mission, which uh, if you coordinate with the railroad and the Minutemen, the railroad will send somebody with you to help um, get the you know the free the free synths out, which helps. Um, the yeah the the um, the brotherhood isn't exactly happy with you, but they haven't kicked you out as far as I know. And you run into that and because you haven't blown up Liberty Prime or their or the Pridwin yet, right? Which um, you totally can do, right? They de- they deploy Liberty Prime again, right? And yeah. you get to kill him. You get to destroy it again because um, Liberty Prime got uh, got unleashed in Fallout Three. Yeah. And, and then he got out. he got uh, damaged. He got nuked in in uh, Broken Steel, if I recall correctly. There was uh, some sort I of thing. Play, I never did play through Broken Steel. Yeah. Um, they had to they had to fix the problem of well, we've got this giant killer robot that will kill everything everywhere. How do we deal with this? And I believe they blew him up. Yeah. I, it's, yeah, that, that would have been something to, but. Um, I mean, it is possible to do a walkthrough, and then of course you can pick the Raider faction if you go to Nuka World. 
Um, but then, yeah, the DLCs. You got Nuka World. You got uh, Far Harbor. You've got Robotron, I guess, the one that gives you the mechanist. Yep. Which is amazing fun for me because um, that introduces the breakers. Um, the um, hang on a second. Um, yeah, because that introduces the uh, the the robot ones. Um, let's see here. But also the mechanists uh, um, is is the one that brings you into the whole um, automatron is what it's called automatron automatron yeah, or and automatron. you get to make your own robots mm-hmm. you can create your own robots build your own robot army um, and and also the autom- the factory automation I think no that was. Uh, that was the second DLC. Uh, uh, Wasteland Workshop? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I like that the Mechanist is just a... Um, is, is just someone who, you know, made the mistake of using robo-brains. Oh, my God. You know, and, and we find out that robo-brains are actually, you know... Kind insane of, criminals. Insane. Well, yeah. Well, no matter what you put them in, put into them, they end up becoming insane criminals. You know. Um, but then you get Ida from that one, mm-hmm. who is a terrific, uh, you know, follower. Um, but then you got, yeah. Then you get the uh, Wayson Workshop, and then what was the other one that comes with that? Because there was four or five of them. There were four, if I recall correctly. So that covers all the Automatron, Automatron. Um, Wasteland Workshop, Wasteland Workshop, Nuka World, Far Harbor, Harbor. and yeah, a new world. Okay, I believe so. If I'm remembering right, because it's been a while, we just kind of uh, we just made this decision today. So yes, we just decided to talk about this because Mike wasn't here. (laughs) See what you do to us, Mike. We're falling apart without you. So, because I got the season pass, so I didn't have to worry about. Yeah, you know, I got the season pass right before it went, became more expensive. Right, me too. Let's see the Fallout, Automatron, Wasteland Workshop, Far Harbor, Contractions Workshop, Vault Tech Workshop. Right, we forgot about the one where you get to build your own vault. Right. Oh man, and I, I we mentioned it. it in brief, but yeah, it's its own big thing too. Right. Well, I love the security desk. Mm-hmm. Adds to your your uh, your um, your settlement's defensive value. Yep. You know, I'm just going. Really? Guy sitting at the desk, man. You know. Well, he's armed. Yeah. It probably has a button you can press to alert everyone else. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just. And and this is not even taking into consideration what comes from the creations workshop, which is another you know thing on. Um, so that's a thing worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. So Bethesda done did a thing during Fallout Three and Skyrim where they tried to make people pay for mods. Mm-hmm. And then they done did a thing again in Fallout 4 where they apparently got away with it. 
Yeah, but with the, here's here's the thing, is that um, the creators. I don't know if the creators are getting compensated for this. To a certain extent, apparently they are. There were a couple. There are a couple people who were big in the mod community that did some stuff. The Creations Workshop. I was like. Yeah, we got a little bit of money out of it, but it really wasn't worth it. And also, we had a bunch of hoops we had to jump through mm-hmm. to be to to dance to Bethesda's tune, which is why they mm-hmm. a lot of them stopped doing things, right? And why you know they kept making free mods. Well, that and anything you can see, find in the Creations Workshop. Give it a couple weeks; it'll show up in, in in the mods list. Give it a couple weeks, and you'll find something. Better on uh, on the uh, mod, uh, mod manager, yeah. Well, I was gonna say uh, not not Bethesda.net, but uh, the place I was been for all of my mods uh, on the Nexus. The Nexus, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just like, mm. but yeah, it's just one of those things you're going. Come on. <laughs> so eventually, yes, you uh, you either side with the institute and blow everyone else up. Or, or you side with someone else and blow everyone else up, or, or you, you side, side with the Minutemen and blow just the Institute up, and have a relatively peaceful Commonwealth. Yep. By comparison, but the only way you get to, you you actually get to save your son is by siding with the Institute. Right. But then again, by the time you find your son, he's not your son anymore. He's older than you. Also, you can save your son, as it were, because you get the the uh, synth Sean. Ah. See, I never quite finished the game, so... Yeah, you. at some point, you find what looks like your son. Yeah. In the Institute, right? Well, mm-hmm. when you when you go to blow up the Institute, Sean will actually... Father Sean will actually ask you to take the, the younger version of himself because Father is dying. Um, ah, yes. That was always the thing. Father has always been dying. Yes. Father is ill, and even the Institute cannot save him. But, but yeah, the thing is, I love going going to the Institute, getting some of the stuff, like the Institute work uh, jumpsuits and stuff, but the Institute lasers are crap. You would think as the most advanced group of people in the Commonwealth, you know, but they're very, they're very nice looking, they're very safe, but they uh, do not do the damage. And I think that's kind of the whole idea the way I've always justified it is the Institute is very safe and very, you know, oh yes, they're very efficient, they're very safe, they shoot nicely, they're very accurate and everything. Whereas every other laser in the the Commonwealth is something that you've cobbled together. It's more dangerous. Powered off of a flashlight and a fusion battery. (laughs) Right? (laughs) A flashlight, some magnifying glass, because there's always that laser module. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're just you know, you're adding shit to it, um, you know, where it's just this cobbled together, dangerous-looking piece of machinery that is more dangerous than an institute device. Um, so yeah, you're looking at that, not going, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, I think that's the thing is, is safe does not equal danger. You know, there it's not as dangerous. But I have never really liked the energy weapons. I mean, I love the plasma pistols, but they're slow. You know? Yep. You can see a plasma ball coming and move out of the way, which I love about that. And it's like, oh, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, me and sniper rifles were always, you know, like uh, when you get to the. Um, it's always me and silenced pistols. Um, <laughs> I like the silenced pistols. I like the silenced rifles. You know, uh, those yeah. are fun. Um, silenced pistols don't do enough damage. They do if you're only shooting people in the face. Uh, true, but I have to. Be, I, I also like to be a little bit away. <laughs> you know, that's man. Yeah. Maybe, but still. That's and full points and small guns. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I, I think the things that. So then, then you can then you can mod or build specific characters. Like you can you can uh, create one punch man mm -hmm. in this game. That's um, always fun. And but yeah, all all the great storylines through it. I mean, this is arguably, like I said, this was to me one of the best developed mm -hmm. games. It's a very good game. It's it, it has. I have a couple problems with it in that it's just there's a lot of you really ought like the the fact that you you know you're worried about where is my son until you're like oh. This place needs help bringing in the corn. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see, the, and here's how I look at that. Not only am I trying to find my son, I'm trying to build a better world for him. Well, yeah, but you, 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 I feel like you should find your son first, but if you do that, then the game's over. Right? Well, that, and again, you know, you are... It has false urgency, and that's one thing I don't much like about it. Mm-hmm. That's one. That that's why I still go back to looking at two as my favorite game. Mm -hmm. Although it also has false urgency, mm -hmm. because you, the village never actually dies without the gag. Um, yeah. But of course they get because they get fucking captured partway through. Well, yes, but like, um, but everything you you're doing is theoretically for the purpose of trying to find the gag. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, I don't know. That, that's me. But yeah, see, to me, there's also a certain point of, well, I don't have the clues I need yet. Yeah. So I'm going to make the world around me a little better. And again, that's you know where I see playing the playing the mom version. Mm -hmm. You know, is is that personified? Yep. Do uh, you have much more to say? Mm, I mean, we could go. We could go we for could hours. We could keep going a little bit longer. I think we should cut it here, though. Yeah, because I mean, we could go into personal. And play we can styles talk about playstyles, and we can talk about mods and other nonsense. Yeah, in different coming up again next time. Hopefully, next week, assuming that all we can all three be here at once, we are going to discuss um, what what our predictions are for the myth arc of MC of the next uh, MCU myth arc. Right. Like what what's going to be the next big thing that kind of they throw little bits and pieces of in in uh, in all the movies like they did with the Infinity Stones. So, right. But we'll get to that next time. Um, in the meantime, this has been Neil and The One True Ben. And we'll talk to you next time on Geek Fanthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter L and the number 84. Opening theme is normally Ultra Mega Hyperstorm and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. 
If you enjoyed this podcast and know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, leaving us a comment, or rating us if you're on iTunes. Also, please check out our Twitter and Facebook feeds for links to interesting things, as well as semi-regular updates. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by making a one-time donation on our website, or a reoccurring one at Patreon, at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought. This miniseries may be approaching completion, war still never changes. Maybe you'll sit and sigh, wishing that I were near. Then maybe, maybe, maybe.